Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. This is episode number 27, which is the first episode of the new season, season two. Hell yeah, it is. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> he said what I was going to say. Right. So, let's go. go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not much to say there. I mean, uh, the regular season has started. We've begun. We've got a new intro. We've got a new studio, or at least new looking studio. Yeah. And uh, yeah, things are things are off to a rock and start. I am your host this week, Jake Jude, and I'm joined by my fantastic co-hosts, as usual, Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? And Tyler Erlinson. Hey, how's it going? But before we get to any of the topics on the docket this week, let's jump straight into the fake sponsor of the week. Marcus, please take it away. Uh, for any listeners out there wondering, the fake sponsor of the week is just a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. Please tell me you have one. Nope. You don't have one? Nope. Think about Chason. He was on the first line for no reason. What's a company that does something for no reason or that provides like a useless service? Um, Tesla. Doesn't Tesla build rockets to go to the moon? <laughs> or go to space? <laughs> That's kind of funny, right? Just like Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That doesn't uh, make sense, but for some reason it works. Yeah. <laughs> like Tesla building rockets. Yeah. <clears throat> This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Tesla's rocket division. Much like Chason being on the first line, that doesn't make any sense. Tesla, overpriced for no reason. <laughs> there you go. We yeah. are seriously running out of car brands to bully. Yeah. I, well, I, I'll start reusing them. I, I got okay. a lot of reasons. All right. Time to bring back out the, uh, what is it? The Raptor? No, the T-Rex. The TRX, yeah. yeah. One of the first fake sponsors. One of the only ones we didn't diss. Yeah. yeah. We kind of we, we kind of wanted them to <laughs> yeah. We were hoping to get a company or a, yeah. a podcast TRX. <laughs> yeah. Throwback a, to episode two. <laughs> something <laughs> stupid like that. Yeah. All right. Um, let's get into the meat of this episode. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot to talk about. I mean, what else can you say? Uh, puck drop this week. We just started the new season and... Uh, just a flurry of news. Let's start with possibly the biggest uh, news story of the week as, as far as Canucks fans are concerned. Ole Ulevi gets moved right before the season starts for two players, Noah Juleson and Yuho Lamiko. Uh, we actually got to see Yuho Lamiko playing in uh, in the opening season or the, uh, the opening night against the Oilers. Uh, what do we think about his play so far? It wasn't very good. <laughs> he looked really slow. Yeah. Really slow. He's a big guy, but he looked really, really slow. Here's my thing with it is, I mean, it was it was a return for Ole Ulevi, right? We have to keep that in mind. Best player in the world. Well, <laughs> we waited until his value was at maybe its lowest it has ever been in, in his career. Yeah. Right? Had we traded him three years ago, higher value. Two years ago, higher value. Maybe even last year, higher value. But after he came into camp this year, no one wanted the guy. Right? Yeah. What what were we going to get for him in the first place? Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised at the timing of the trade, but I'm not surprised in the fact that it happened at all. He was a player that just never fit in Vancouver. And even from the get-go, people were you know questioning why they drafted him over Matthew Kachuk. And all the way up until his final days in Vancouver, people were wondering, why is this guy even on the Canucks? So he's going to go down to Florida. He's going to play a few games. Hopefully he can make him make his way into their lineup. But I just don't see that happening. Everyone had high hopes for him. It's shitty to see him go for not a great return. But, I mean, that's kind of what you're going to get for him. So hopefully these guys can pan out and we hope for the best. Yep. No, and I know this isn't fair to Benning either because, we, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. But it bothers me so much that Charlie McAvoy went later in the draft than he did. Like, just because if we're looking at defensemen, right? McAvoy. And we took you, Levy. Yeah, you could have had a perennial Norris candidate at least. Yeah. Yeah, and you ended up. Or Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> Something kind of fun about this trade, though, which uh, I've never brought up in the past because I never really thought it was that big of a deal. Also, it kind of got overshadowed by something similar. Noah Juleson, the other player that came back in the trade, I actually played against as a kid. He grew up in Abbotsford, and so uh, he was the same age as me. Wow. So I played some games against him. And obviously now that doesn't mean anything to anyone, but um, back then he was just like such a 
firm defenseman. Like I remember, oh yeah, he was like, he just crushed people. He had a booming shot. He was just a great defenseman back in the day. And, you know, I mean, maybe that's, um, that's a sign to say what he will become in the future. So we don't know. Yeah. No other NHL players you played against though, right? We might have been one more. (laughs) <laughs> Probably some irrelevant player. Matt Barzal. <laughs> I, I heard that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, I played against him once, but I played against Noel Juleson a few more times than that. So, like I said, I, I can speak to him because I remember him just being a dominant force on the ice when he was out there. So, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, a little bit of an underwhelming trade. But it, it is what it is, right? Yeah. He wasn't going to make the team this year. He it probably is not. what it is. He is what it is. There you go. Thank you for that, Todd Bertuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking more of the TikTok audio than yeah. Todd Bertuzzi. I know you were, but I was thinking of Todd Bertuzzi. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, like I mentioned before, tons of Canucks news to go over before we get into the meat of the show. So um, Besser, he's traveling with the team, but he's not playing. Um, what kind of hole do we think he left in the offense? Um, and do we think he may have been the uh, turning point uh, for them to be able to win that first game had he been playing? Well, it was a pretty big hole considering, as we mentioned in our fake sponsor, Alex Chason was the substitute on the <laughs> yeah. first line. Yeah, the hole was exactly... Man, did he suck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they even used, What shocked me was they used him on the top power play unit too in Besser's spot. And they have a whole play that's just set up to get Besser a huge wide open slap shot. Yeah. And they're running that play to chase on. <laughs> did you see him? Like, Absolutely. Did Russian you see him legend. pump fake a slap shot like four <laughs> times in the third period? It's like, dude, Mike Smith is staring at you in the eyeballs and you're yeah. still trying to pump fake. him. like, he knows what you're doing. So bad. <laughs> That's hilarious. So bad. Yeah. But uh, maybe they figured because he used to play for the Oilers, he was just going to have some crazy game against his old yeah, team. Yeah, I'm it's sure an inside knowledge on, on Mike but, Smith. But, dude, he's a third liner at best. Yeah, no. Like, I don't know why you put Hoglander so low. He was he, he was probably your best player last night. And he wasn't even in the top six. Yeah, they, they should have moved him up right away as soon as they seen him, how he was playing. Lots more Canucks news to get to. Uh, two players picked up on waivers this week before the season started. And uh, reactions to this. Zach McEwen and Jonah Gadjevich both getting claimed on waivers. McEwen by the Flyers and Gadjevich by the Sharks. Well, there goes all our muscle. Yeah, no kidding. Like all of it. Yeah. we we have Think about our team right now. If a fight ensues, if someone's picking on Pedersen or anyone, who steps in? Miller. But do you want your top liner throwing hands like that? Well, you know what's sad is like the answer there should be obvious. It should be Tyler Myers, but it <laughs> fucking isn't. Well, <laughs> Myers did fight in Edmonton after dumping Duncan Keith, by the way, which oh was my. so satisfying. Oh I'm in a coffin. God. Canucks fans have been waiting to watch a Canuck do that to Keith for like the better part of a decade. <laughs> And it was even and though it was Tyler Myers, yeah, which is weird. It's like really, you, you had to be the one to do it, yeah. but still, what it was, year was that? Was that 2012? It, I believe, it was the year after we went yeah. to the finals, so it would have been in the 2011, 2012. So season. literally a decade ago. Yeah, <laughs> Myers is trying to earn some brownie points for his terrible, terrible defensive play. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, he's gonna have to change his game some way because right now he looks like a peewee player yeah. playing in the yeah. NHL. Well, last night, I believe it was the first goal he was on the ice for, and we were all watching. Going, who are you covering? Yeah. Like he was he, just he was floating around the corner. <laughs> yeah. There he was, was nobody there. <laughs> he loves playing in the corners, man. Oh, I yeah. know. You, you watch him. He's always in the corner. Yeah, like, there was nobody. It's but. almost like he was like, if I'm not part of the play, they can't blame me for it. So he <laughs> just stays away from the puck when he's playing defense. His defensive partner looked pretty good, though. Yeah, OEL had a... Here's the thing. A lot of Canucks fans were just ready to hate this guy because of his contract. He's not a terrible NHL no, player. Yeah, he's no. just overpaid. Well, I think a lot of people obviously connected him with Louis Erickson, and they you know saw yeah. the comparables there. But no, he's very different. Much more of a leader. Much more. He's going to have more benefit to your team than just the points he puts on the stat sheet too. Well, he's got an A as well. Yeah, he has the assistant captain. Yeah, I'm a bit surprised by that actually that they gave it to him like already. I'm not simply because of how young this team is. Right? Like who who else? Who would have been the other front runners there? Maybe Besser. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It's hard to say because they have so many young talents on the team and there's so much in and out. And this is a guy that you know is going to be there for a while. Yeah. He ain't going anywhere. Exactly. And yeah. he was a captain for the last, what, seven years in Arizona, yeah. you know? And all they had to do was change the name tag on the jersey. They could keep the number on there because it was Edler's old number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, had, he had an A, so they literally just swapped out the, the name yeah. tag. 
Yeah, it's yeah. kind of weird, the similarities. They're both Swedish. They're both currently overpaid. They're both <laughs> defense. They're <laughs> just yeah. more offensive yeah. upside to OEL, though, than, than, than Alex Edler. Sure. <laughs> Alex Edler also got the A in L.A., by the way. They also gave him the alternate captain down there. You know who else got an A? Jay that? Beagle for Arizona. Oh, well, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but who the hell are they going to give the letters to? There, everyone on that team is new. Yeah. They should have gone with the goalie again. Give it to Carter Hutton. Oh, Phil the Thrill oh, does not have a letter, but can't believe that. Jay Beagle does. Well, Phil the Thrill, yeah, he probably won't be in Phoenix much longer. No, he he has to be getting. There. I'd be surprised if he finishes the season. Right, there. and also there's been so much chatter about him, like. People want him. Yeah. Teams want him. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be fun watching the uh, Coyotes play the Sabres this year. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It's so funny how also like the Sabres are just leaning into Craig Anderson as their starter. Is like, look at our cool new starter. And it's like, dude, he should be retired. <laughs> Speaking of weird starting goalies, another game on was Dallas, who has Braden Holtby as their starting goaltender this season. Yeah. I mean, did, did they outright say he is yes. the starter? Wow. Which is crazy because he wasn't good enough to be a backup last year. Well, he had a rough year in Vancouver. Yes, he did. He could bounce back. But I mean, given but Vancouver the, had a rough year too. So yeah, well, yeah. Well, it was a rough year altogether. But given the the options they have in Dallas, I do find that surprising that he's the uh, you know the starter. Yeah, I would think that it, even a tandem would be more likely out there. No, they came right out and said he's their starter. He's well, their guy. I guess we got a little bit off topic. I brought up the whole McEwen and Gadjevich oh, situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Marcus kind of skirted us away from that. My bad, skirt, guys. Skirt. <laughs> but uh, okay, let's let's go one at a time. Uh, we mentioned that McEwen and Gadjevich have this in common. They were that kind of muscle, mm. but obviously they had other intangibles to their game. What else are they missing out on with these two guys? Well, Gadjevich was a young prospect who looked like he was going to be an excellent fourth liner and I know that sounds like a weird thing to say but he was he had grit he had a bit of a scoring touch and he could skate he looked like in another maybe year maybe two years he was gonna be phenomenal back there and it, like you said he had that muscle that we're missing and they waved him for chase on which it really shows me again how short-sighted this management group can be sometimes Hey, they need someone to blame when shit goes south. <laughs> right. So yeah, scapegoat chase on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Actually, I think that's why we lost last night. We already did unironically blame him for why we <laughs> no. lost last night. Yeah, but it had been Besser on the ice instead of him. Yeah. Oh, it's over. already started. We signed this guy to replace Brock Besser. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> and everything leads back to Chase on. But yeah. jumping back to Gadjevic. <laughs> um yeah, I I thought he had huge potential, so it, it really sucks to see him leave. And then also, same with McEwen, another fourth-line guy that he could even move up the lineup a little bit, third, fourth line, solid guy. He's he's not going to do anything wrong. He can throw throw the mitts, and uh, yeah, sucks to see them both go. Right, yeah, and I think the, the biggest thing for me here is just that these are two guys that the Canucks drafted and developed yeah. and brought them all the way along, and now they're just gone. For free. Exactly. And and that really sucks. And one other fun little thing that I know about Jonah Gadjevich, which I feel a lot of people don't know, is the way that they acquired him. They did draft him, but the pick that they used to draft him oh, was the guess. Yeah, was the compensation pick they got from Columbus for signing John Tortorella. And I just think that's such the like a cool piece of like trivia. I just think that's wicked. I wonder how many people in uh San Jose are gonna know about that. <laughs> right? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just think that's cool. Well, they basically we, traded John Tortorella for Jonah Gadjevich. We, we got a lot of San Jose listeners, so all of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, now they yeah. all know. Now you know. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's move this uh, train right along. A little bit more Canucks news before we get into my favorite segment, the Goof of the Week. Wow. Sounds like Canucks are going to open at 100% capacity at the home opener this year and maintain that throughout the year. It could happen. Uh, Bonnie Henry said in the next few days, we should be expecting an announcement to see uh, whether or not they'll allow it. Obviously, if it's allowed, they would. They are currently the only team in the NHL not permitted to operate at 100% at home, 100% capacity at home. Obviously hoping that they make it happen, though I'll admit going to the one game where it was 50% capacity was kind of fun because we got to hop around the arena a bit, sit in some seats that we can't afford. So <laughs> that was that was fun. But uh, no, I, an atmosphere is always better with 100%. So oh, yeah. No. Obviously, everyone is hoping that they can make that work. Yeah. And having 100% capacity is going to be so weird. I know. 
Yeah. I know. And think about even for guys that have been here for a while, Rathbone has never played in front of a crowd or a, a hometown crowd. Mm. Uh, neither has Hoaglander. Or OEL or Garland. <laughs> <They're from Arizona>. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, there, yeah, they're going to finally know what it's like to have fans at the games that are for their team. <laughs> yeah, good for them. Yeah. You got to be happy for those young guys and, and those old guys. <laughs> 30 year old OEL <laughs> guys um, what's this <laughs> who are these people what are they doing here <laughs> why are they cheering <laughs> well I guess that brings us into it what a goof yes sir it absolutely does um, that brings us into the biggest goof of the week this is my segment where I bring up a story and I share it with these guys where it's just a player or a coach or a team or a franchise that just did something that made a complete fool of themselves and this week, we're already going to turn to the NBA, which uh, they haven't even long. Yeah, they haven't even started their season yet. But it's not on the court related; it is off the court, and there's specifically the Toronto Raptors. And this is a goof that is, in my opinion, the biggest goof of the week. Others may have other opinions. Others may have other stories, but this is the one I want to pick. So this week, as we all know, was the opening season or opening week for the NHL, and a few. Raptors players thought that they would deck themselves out in some NHL gear and support the team. I heard about that, actually. Yeah. And uh, for the last few years, at least, uh, the Raptors have really been kind of trying to grow their brand as Canada's team. You know, like they have the Maple Leaf on their logo now and they have, you know, all this big propaganda. It's Canada's team. They They really support, you know, the the North or whatever they call it. Right. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) But anyway, like they're really leaning into this whole Canada thing. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, you know, four or five best players on the team post on social media just covered in Leafs gear. And it's like, really? Like you're trying to sell yourselves as being Canada's team. And then you just paste yourselves in Leafs gear at the first opportunity that presents itself. Makes me sick. (laughs) (laughs) Bit bit of a goof in my opinion. Yeah, no, fully agree. Hate the Leafs, hate the Raps, hate Toronto. (laughs) Okay. I I like the Jays though. I like the Jays, which is, it's weird. I can't explain it. I like the Jays. Well, they're Canada's actual team. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) But anyway, no, I, you're right. They, it's like they want all the attention of being Canada's team, but they also want all the pride to stay in Toronto, Mm. right? You'd never see them repping any other city's team in Canada. I mean, given that they are the Toronto Raptors. Exactly. But again, pick a brand, pick a brand. Are you Canada's team or are you Toronto's team? You can't have it both ways. Give us back the uh, Grizzlies and then we'll have a conversation about what Canada's team really is. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I was honestly kind of like disappointed when I saw that because I thought, you know, if they had different players in different jerseys, that'd be great because then you'd see, okay, these guys really are supporting the entire country and they're going to get support from the entire country. But to just kind of like have that kind of backhand to the rest of the country by repping only Leafs gear, bit of a slight in my opinion, at least. So there you go. Maybe not a super exciting one this week, but uh, nonetheless, still fitting of the title. What a goof! Biggest goof of the week. There you go. I actually wasn't sure if you were going to say the goof of the week was that uh, goal from the Vegas game. Yeah, so obviously, like I mentioned when I was getting into the biggest goof, is there were other contenders for sure. There were tons of options this week, and I thought that it might be kind of lazy to just go with a, a goofy hockey play. So I thought I'd go with something outside the NHL because there will be plenty of NHL-related goofs this year. Don't worry. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that, uh, that, that game-winning goal in Vegas for Seattle's inaugural game, and it was... Well, in my opinion, pretty blatant kicking motion. It was a kicking motion. It was not an opinion. It was a kick. You watch it. It's a kick. It's, it's a, a fact, rig- not an opinion. It's rigged. Game's yeah. rigged. Well, how how many times have we talked about Vegas getting the benefit of the doubt with the refs? Like, how many times has it happened? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the calls seem to go against these guys, or sorry, for these guys, all the time. Yeah. And I thought, oh, well, you know, Seattle coming into the league, they're a new team, they're going to start getting those calls. Well, Apparently was, not. That was why everyone thought Vegas was getting the calls, was they were new, and the NHL was trying to kind of favorite them a little bit and help them along, and, you know. Well, look at Montreal last year. Yeah. That series against Montreal. The officiating was brutal. 800 penalties against Vegas, and they were just looking the other way. Yeah. No, I, I have no explanation for it, but, man, that was a huge uh, blunder on the refs there. That was blunder. That might be the first time I've used that word. Blunder? Blunder. <laughs> I feel like you'll get used to saying it a lot more. <laughs> Blunder. You know what? I'm going to start a segment on this podcast called Blunder of the Week. 
Oh, we all okay with Good that? idea. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you for saying for me. <laughs> I just, I can't believe that, that they really thought that that wasn't a kicking motion, right? Like he, you can see his heel. There's a wind out. up. There's yeah. a wind up. There's a follow through. Yeah. Like it wasn't just he angled his skate or moved his foot a little bit. It was it was like he was kicking a soccer ball. It looked yeah. like Alfonso Davies out there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, holy shit, eh? Yeah, yeah. I know. We won't go too deep into that no. on this podcast, but wow. Yeah, that guy's He's so good. Yeah. yeah. I think he could very quickly become the greatest Canadian soccer player of all time. I think he already mm-hmm. is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I can't name another one, so. <laughs> Christine Sinclair. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. Well, he's got a ways to go before he passes her then. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that like that that play, I just remember watching it going, how could this not be kicking motion? Yeah. And then for them to come back and say, yeah, there's a goal in the play. I was just stunned. Yeah. The yeah. Especially because it, it came from like, like so far outside the net. I like know. He was at like between the hash marks and the blue line. Yeah. How can it angle off your skate? Like, yeah, it would have had to slap shot the puck towards him. <laughs> That's to bank it off the right there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Doing some calculations yeah. before he wound up for that. The saddest thing for me is that was Seattle's first ever game. And that's the thing everyone remembers about it. You know, that that's not the way you should come into the league is. I mean, they were down three and came back. Yeah. That's something that should be taken away from yeah. that game. And no one's going to talk about it. It's just going to be that kick. Jamie Alexiak got the first ever Seattle penalty. <laughs> I was just going to correct you and say, no, it was Ryan Donato. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, where is he going with this? It's like, you watch a different game? Yeah. Because, you know, everybody remembers the first penalty. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's actually keep it to the uh, Seattle Kraken for a minute here. Surprisingly, they named Giordano as their captain for this year. I'm, I'm pretty shocked by this. I mean, most teams don't name a, uh, a captain in the first two years, three years, right? Like, it takes a while before they finally name one. Yeah, I mean, like, I get it. He was the captain in Calgary last year and many years before that. He's uh, known as a leader around the league, a good defenseman. But I'm surprised just because I really don't think that Giordano's going to be in Seattle that long, right? You kind of want the first captain to really bring through the first era of your team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this is an era of this team, you know? They just started existing. Yeah. But this isn't an era that's going to do anything. No one's going to talk about this Seattle Kraken team. So I'm kind of surprised that they brought him in as the first captain. That being said, though, like, obviously people are going to compare these two teams a lot. The Knights, their first captain, Mark Stone, was not on the team that went to the cup final. No, that's so true. So could you call this the Mark Stone era? Or is there an era before that? Well, Vegas is a special exemption because they did go to the finals. I Okay, if Seattle goes to the finals... I'll take it back. I'll leave my words and <laughs> yeah. say, fine, this is the Giordano Seattle Kraken. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's, he's on a one-year contract, so he yeah. very well could be the only year, but I think he'll be there a few more years after that. Oh, a few. Isn't but he like 65? Yeah, I mean, he's at least 40, right? <laughs> no, I think he's 37, 38. Yeah, he's up there. But yeah, I mean, surprising that uh, that they saw, that they named him captain at least. <laughs> Speaking of captains in the league... Gabe Landeskog, he wound up on the uh, chopping block in terms of suspensions. Jesus, you guys see that hit? Yeah, that was disgusting. (laughs) That was like, that's not a Landeskog play either. I was very surprised to see that. New Landeskog. (laughs) You know what? I've always seen Landeskog as kind of being one of those on the edge type players where he kind of plays that line. But that wasn't on the line. That was obliterating (laughs) the line. Yeah, he, he kind of put the line away for this one. But. <laughs> <laughs> it found a new line. Yeah. because <laughs> well, And it's also against Kirby Doc, who's not a very hateable player. Yeah, he's like, barely been in the league. I know. Yeah, he was hurt last year. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and Gabriel Landeskog's trying to make sure he keeps <laughs> that up. <laughs> yeah, you guys yeah. ain't winning. You think you can add Flurry and... Jones and Jones and win some games. I don't think so. I'm taking out Doc. <laughs> that hit. This might be a bit of a hot take. I don't think two games is enough. I think that's the exact kind of hit that the NHL is needs to get rid of. Well, they. It's funny they have this like mantra where they got to protect the stars, right? But what happens when the stars are doing the offensive? Yeah, right. Well, so it's like, oh, well, are you going to suspend a star? You know, what if well, that was yes? The-, the answer should be yes. But it's a business. Like, are oh. they going to do it? That's that's part of what's given 
Marshan the reputation he has is because the league won't do anything. What about Wilson? Yeah, yeah, there's another one again. Wilson's a clean player. (laughs) (laughs) Well, right. No, very clean player. (laughs) But that's just it. I feel like when you discipline these players, these acts don't happen as often. But when you teach them you can get away with it, of course they're going to throw hits like that because they have no consequences, mm-hmm. right? Other than he's probably going to have to fight someone next time they play the Blackhawks, but that's not that much. Speaking of having to pay for their sins, um, the first game of the year between uh, the uh, Capitals and the Rangers was their opening game. And uh, we didn't really see any any fireworks between Reeves and uh, Wilson. Fans kind of drummed it up a little bit too much in their own heads that this was going to be some battle for the ages when really they might have gotten Reeves not to fight Wilson, but just so Wilson doesn't keep running their team. Yeah, it's which more is of not insur- the way that people want to look at it. No, but it, it might have been more of an insurance move rather than a, a retaliation move, if that makes sense. No, for sure. That, uh, that makes a lot of sense, but... I would love to see Ryan Reeves go out there and just dummy Tom Wilson. I think that even though he's a clean player. (laughs) Yeah, right. But I think like within the next few meetings these guys have, I'd say two or three, uh, we'll definitely see. Oh, it will happen. I mean, how long is it going to be until one of them throws a hit? Maybe they're not even trying to be dirty, but a hit that's either just really hard or in the boards or on a young player on the opposing team. And the other one takes exception, right? It, it's going to happen. Well, I would think that it would work kind of like if, if if Wilson hit a young player, Reeves would take exception. But I think if Reeves hit a young player, I'd be surprised if Wilson went after him. Yeah. I see where you're coming from. I do. I ain't fighting Reeves unless I have to. Yeah. Yeah, like, no one is. I'll fight Leonard, but not Reeves. <laughs> but Wilson also doesn't strike me as the type that would be afraid of Reeves either necessarily. Because he's just kind of nuts. Not because he shouldn't be afraid, because he just isn't. He's got some screws loose. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a good point. The guy does seem like he's fucking crazy. but And he can't figure out what's legal in this game and what isn't. No. Like yeah. bouncing Panarin's head off the ice. Ah, that's clean. <laughs> <laughs> totally clean. Going back to captains for a second here. Yeah. Did you guys see Columbus named Boone Jenner their captain? <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> So that's got to be, is it the most irrelevant captain? No, I think Florida had one. (laughs) Oh, you mean like in history? Oh, I I just meant this season. Oh, then probably. (laughs) Yeah. Outside of teams that don't have captains. Like, well, yes. When when your competition doesn't exist, (laughs) yeah, yeah, you're going to win that competition. Wouldn't Wierenski or something be a better, like you have locked up long term? Wouldn't that be a better option? Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, how maybe. much of it comes from in the locker room too, though, right? Maybe, like, who maybe, knows what we maybe don't Jenner, know? Yeah, maybe he's just a locker room guy. Yeah, I think back to, uh, I think it was, was it Dustin Brown, the captain of the LA Kings? Yeah. They yeah. <laughs> like, well, here's the thing, though. Like, he was the captain when they won those cups. Yeah. Like, so clearly the guy was doing something right as a leader in the room. He was nowhere near the best player on the team, but, but he was a consistent player. But he was a good, good player. And then he sucked and they took his captaincy away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, there might be something we don't know about there, too, because they don't typically strip someone of their captain unless they've done something wrong or that the organization doesn't like. Because that's a pretty bold and public thing to do, right? There's no way to do that quietly. Jack Eichel. Well, yeah, that was, yeah, no yeah. one really gave a I shit about that one. here. <laughs> Get me out. Yeah. <laughs> they should have left him as captain. <laughs> Lovely. Oh, man. Playing on another team has two C's. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Co-captain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of... Uh, if we do make merch, one of our t-shirts should say, speaking of... Speaking of which. Because we do that for everything. Yeah. It's funny. I like it. I just wanted to point it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, another uh, great player in the league <laughs> that we can talk about. No, keep just trying to trying to find a smooth it. segue here. No, we can keep doing it. I just wanted to point out that I find it funny. All right. Well, I'm kind of panicking because I don't really have a, like a way to say, speaking of Jack no, Eichel, say, let's talk about sim. the next oh. player. How about that Russian dude? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of an American young player, let's talk about a Russian old one. <laughs> Sounds good. Alex Ovechkin. Yeah. Uh, he has just passed Marcel Dion for fifth among all-time goal scorers in the NHL. I mean, no one's surprised he was no. coming back. He was going to do it. But in the first game, yeah, he had four points in yeah. the first game. Do you think he breaks the record? Obviously, we're talking about 
very specific record here. Yeah, well, I mean, he he's taken sole possession of number five. I'm mm-hmm. saying, does he take sole possession of number one? He's on pace for 164 <laughs> goals this year. Yeah, he does it this year. <laughs> no, wait, did I say this season? No, no, no okay. Not. okay. Um, but yes, I do think he breaks the record. Yeah, I well, I think he's made it very public that he is going for the record. Like, yeah, I think this guy cares more about breaking the record now than winning another cup. Probably. Like, I, I just, I think that's what it is. We only needs one, right? Just go get, yeah, your, I mean, get your coffee he, out of it, wash it. Exactly. This is, he, and the summer of OV happened, and <laughs> no <laughs> one will ever forget it. This might be an odd opinion, but do you know what I think would be even more badass than getting that record? Would be tying it and then retiring, like mid-season. <laughs> like he just like, yeah he like, scores a goal in the first period and he goes now nope, see you later yeah, <laughs> like walks right down the tunnel it. takes his gear off and goes to Russia yeah. I, think, yeah. I think it'd be legendary if he beat it by a goal on like his first shift and then walked off the ice <laughs> yeah he beat it by one <laughs> it's like an like, empty netter he's like fuck your record <laughs> I honestly yeah. if he has a chance to take sole possession of the record on an empty net I hope he he passes it off like that goal cannot be an empty net goal. Think about it. Well, he might be 45 by the time it happens. <laughs> Maybe. He might only be playing the last two minutes of games where they have a one goal lead. Like that might be his role, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't think it'll go quite that far. Here's I think he might question. already be 45. <laughs> yeah, right. Here's a better question though. Do we think he gets the record in Washington? Yes. I'm going to say no. Free agent pickup in Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, six by six. Yeah, they signed him to a six by six when yeah, he's when trying he's, to retire. When he's, when he's 40. <laughs> no, but the, the, I'd, um, I, I don't think he'll do it in Washington because I think at a certain point, even the Caps have to look at their team's position and say, is it best for the team to keep this guy coming back? Unless he's willing to sign league mins to stay there, I think he'll go somewhere else. Yeah, and, and at that and point, it doesn't make sense. Like, he's not going to be in and out of the lineup. He's Alex Ovechkin. Exactly. You know, like Yager wasn't that kind of guy when, when it came to the end, he left. Yeah. But yeah, I hope he breaks it. Well, everyone does. Oh, speaking of breaks, we should have pop into ours. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> um, enjoy the, uh, the, uh, the little break here and we'll give you the fake sponsor one more time. Catch you on the other side. Okay, boys. Well, this has been fun, but I actually got to take off. Uh, I got some stuff to take care of. So, uh, you guys can close the show up and, uh, Good luck. Hopefully you can retain some listeners without me. <laughs> Don't I, let, d- I doubt it. But <laughs> go ahead. Give it a shot. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> All right. All right. See you, boys. <laughs> Bye. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys podcast is brought to you by Tesla's Rocket Division. Much like Chason being on the first line, this doesn't make any sense. Tesla's rocket division. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> we'll be right back. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a six by six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros <laughs> is the best goalie in the NHL. All right, welcome back from break. And as Marcus mentioned before, he is no longer with us. He's taken off. I hope he didn't die. <laughs> He's in a new life. Oh, goodness. It was nice knowing you. Yeah. No, we'll uh, we'll have him back on next week in his regular position. <laughs> but come on, let's get back into the, uh, into the meat of the show. We don't need him here. Oh, yeah. First thing let's touch on, Nick Suzuki signing an eight-year uh, eight Seven point seven five uh, AAV contract with the Can- uh, the Montreal Canadiens. He's staying in Montreal for the foreseeable future. How do you feel about this contract? I love it. Right. I love Nick Suzuki. I think it's a fair number. I think it's a fair number now, and I think it's going to be a steal a few years down the road because he's just going to keep growing as their number one center. So I love it for the foreseeable future. Yeah, like if you compare this contract to uh, a lot of the other ones around the league of players his age, it's a really good contract for the type of player he is. But um, as I've said a few times on the podcast before, I just, I don't like these big money contracts for young players. It doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. You know, they haven't done enough in the league to prove that they're worth these big money contracts. 
And I think I've kind of started to realize why I feel that way. And it's uh, to do with Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne. These guys on like <laughs> super long contracts with the Preds. And um, they're kind of, you know, ruining the team because they got big money. But they're a bit older when they signed those contracts. So, yeah. In some cases, you know, it's it's probably a good thing. It's definitely a high risk, high reward type deal. But uh, I personally don't mind them because then you get these players for a good price in their later future. Whereas you're going to have to pay them like, if you did a bridge deal, you're paying them like $10 million on the next contract. But if things don't work out, then it goes downhill fast. Yeah. And everyone's going to be talking about it. Yeah, I guess there really is no way to win then if that happens. But um, I think another thing with this contract, with Nick Suzuki in particular, is that this is going to be a contract that a lot of other teams and players and agents are going to look at down the, down the line here. And they're going to say, you know, you are compared to this guy at this much. And people are going to get a lot better contracts. Uh, because of it and i mean like teams are going to get better contracts not players because yeah it's probably an undervalued contract i would say so well you can look at another player that just signed brady kachuk got more that's right uh brady kachuk he just signed seven years he's going back to ottawa uh shade over eight million it's like 8.2 something that's one where it feels a little steep for me because i don't know like what has he really done to deserve that money Uh, yeah that's my big point right but the thing that interests me about this contract, though, is that seven years is a long time. I'm surprised that he signed a contract for that long. That being said, I don't think he sticks around when this contract's over. I, I made a comment last week on the podcast where I mentioned that, like, I don't see Matthews or Brady Kachuk staying. Matthews. I don't see Matthew Kachuk or Brady Kachuk staying in the cities they are right now long term. I think once their their deals are done and they become UFAs, they're gone. Yeah, they're definitely going to want to play together or something. Or at least both be in, in American cities. Yeah, see, there you go. But uh, for the meantime, he's going to be in, in Ottawa for a while. And also, he's not sitting out much of the year. He missed, yeah. what, one game? Exactly. That, and yeah. and that's good because I have him on my fantasy team. And uh, <laughs> I need the points. So uh, hurry up and get back. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> Wait, yeah, is this the fantasy league where you get points for penalty minutes too? Sadly, no. Oh, okay. But he, he was a later round pick for me, so... Oh, really? Yeah. You got him in a steal position. Yeah, a lot of people were holding out because yeah, the of more the contract game. situation, yeah. but uh, took a gamble, and uh, hopefully it pays off. Yeah, it looks like it's <laughs> going to. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm a big Sense fan. I'm, I'm really happy that he's finally signed, but the number, yeah, it's a bit more than I wanted, but when I heard that story come out where uh, they offered him, I think it was like an 8 by 8 and he turned it down, I was like, oh, for the love of God, like, this guy is going to ruin this team. Yeah. So this inspires a little bit more confidence in me moving forward. It's a Mitch Marner situation. Yeah, right? But it got sorted out a lot quicker. So. <laughs> and a little bit less money. Yeah. Fuck, I can't believe that guy makes $11 million a year. I know. That is, that's insane. That's nuts. Yeah. And and what has he done? Well, he's been bounced out of the playoffs in the first yeah, round every year. Exactly. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's got a good golf swing. <laughs> yeah, he's probably mastered <laughs> that, eh? <laughs> yeah, this is fun not having Marcus around, isn't I know. it? <laughs> I feel like I talk a lot more now. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you, yeah. Otherwise, it would just be me talking yeah. to the wall. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake, go talk to those jerseys. Yeah. No, yeah, this is fun. We should do this more often. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bye, Marcus. <laughs> See you later, buddy. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's get into some more news here now. Okay, so this is probably like, in in my opinion, the biggest news story of the week because it's it's really important to me. Yep. And I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I know exactly where you're going with this. Matthias Ekholm signed a four-year extension with the Nashville Predators with an AAV of $6.25 million. I, I honestly think that's a fantastic contract for him. This guy, he's, he's a fantastic defenseman, and he keeps signing these great deals. Oh, yeah. He, I mean... He must love it in Nashville. Well, the other thing is they must... Like, they have to have some sort of loyalty to him too now, right? Yeah. Like, they can't... Anyway... I was stunned when they traded Ryan Ellis, but I mean, there must've been some conversations there in order to move him. Cause I know he wanted to stay in Nashville, but um, yeah, at home, like the guys, are, you know, he's one of the best defensemen on the team. If it wasn't oh, yeah. for Yossi, he would be the best defenseman on the team. Absolutely. And even with this contract, like you mentioned, it's such a good contract for the type of player that he is. And it's, it's not too long where it's going to carry him out until he's like getting a lot older, like a lot of other defensemen sign. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a good good amount of term the money's below what he should be getting so it's it's a steal yeah it's four years it's going to carry him through his prime at a deal where he's making like you mentioned under what he's valued at yeah it's it's crazy like i i'm stunned but i'm 
thrilled with it, obviously. So I'm guessing he's not coming to Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that. well, if, if Hamannick had opted out, you would have yeah. seen him come to Vancouver. <laughs> God damn it, Hamannick. Yeah, it's all Hamannick's fault. Jeez, you yeah. just blame it on Hamannick and yeah. chase on. Hack of whatever. Hack of pack of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Throwback to episode four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm thrilled. I love this guy. I think he's also going to help develop the younger defensemen on this team. It's just, Poyle does this. He has this constant generation of good young defensemen and old defensemen to help bring them through. And Ekholm's going to continue that legacy. And it's it's wicked. I'm so happy. Yeah, it's going to be, honestly, having him around is going to be huge for a player like Dante Fabro, mm-hmm. who's just going to develop into an absolute stud. You're right, yeah. So that's that's one thing Nashville's got going for them is they, they have a nice pipeline of defensemen. Yeah, and they have other defensemen there in the meantime that will be there for a, you know, a few years, like Philippe Myers, and then even guys like Ben Harper, Alex Carrier. Like, these guys will be there to kind of fill in the stop gaps until some of the younger players can get developed and into the lineup too. And so as a Preds fan, like I'm, I'm really happy with the direction that this team is going in. And also, I'd like to thank you for letting me talk about the Preds this long. I think this is the longest that we've ever talked about the Preds on this podcast. <laughs> well, Marcus isn't here to shut it down. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> anyway, plenty, plenty more news to jump into. So let's let's keep moving here. Um, more contracts. It just seemed like all these guys wanted to wait till the absolute last minute to sign these contracts. But hey, gives us lots to talk about this week. Absolutely. Uh, next up, Mika Zabinijad. He signed a monster deal. Eight years, $8.5 million per year with the New York Rangers. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah. Huge, because they're already paying Panarin stupid yeah. money. Yeah, he's what, $10, $11 million a year? Uh, yeah, I think he's around ten five. Yeah. And now Zabinijad at eight five for eight years. I mean, that contract's going to look really good for the next few years, mm-hmm. next four or five years. Yeah. But I'm worried about how those last three years sit. Yeah, it's the whole Sean Couturier thing again, right? Yeah. Where it's like signing them at this term, at this money, at this age. A little bit surprising. Also, it it kind of like makes their window a little bit more win now than we might have thought it would have been, right? Yeah. Well, considering they have like these young players like Alexi Lafreniere, Capo Caco, Adam Fox. Exactly. That are all going to be needing big contracts eventually or... Need a little bit of time to develop. Mm-hmm. Not Adam Fox. He's a stud already. But Kako and Lafreniere, mm-hmm. they, they still need a few years to develop. They don't look as as good as people were hyping them up to be. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's definitely an interesting contract. That's for sure. I think the conversation around that has always been, though, like in recent years, I would say since 2014, 2015, when McDavid came into the league, these young players are cracking the NHL right out of their drafts. And so I think that might be part of the reason why the uh, the New York Rangers management group is looking at them as they're in more of a win-now mode than others might think, which is surprising because they're still not that great of a team. They have good pieces, but they just can't seem to put it all together. Yeah, no. I mean, their defense is very top-heavy. Their offense is very top-heavy. So it's it's the depth players that I think they're they're really missing out on right now. And then it's just a matter of if Igor Shosturkin can be a number one goalie. Yeah. Which so far he seems to have pretty good numbers. So yeah, he's shown flashes, right? So if he can hold it together for a season, I think that's uh that's where it's gonna play into. But there's so many other good teams that it's hard to have a win now mm-hmm. window because you have teams like Florida and Tampa that are that are just miles above others and Colorado. Well like even in that division there are other teams that are still so good and building. Yeah. Right. The Islanders just crossed town. They're oh, yeah. building and they're good. The pens are always good. People are kind of talking about how they're soon going to be on the down, but they're still a great team. You know, there's not a lot of teams in that division that they can kind of say that they can get an easy win off of. You know, even Detroit's turning their, well, Detroit's not in their division, but in the conference, right? Yeah. They're starting to turn turn the tide. They're starting to become a little bit of a better team. Well, and the, the Capitals just steamrolled them. Exactly. 5-1. Exactly. In, the, in, their, in their season opener. So, so. It's, it's weird. Like, you want you think that team's going to be better than they are. And their management group seems to think that they're better than they are. Yeah. They almost remind me of, like, the Edmonton Oilers of, like, two or three years ago. You know? With all the top draft picks and just not. Right. Except for, I think they have a few more pieces than that Edmonton squad. Well, did, yeah, they have shinier pieces for sure. But, like, think about it. They have got, a tougher division, too. Well, now for sure, but like, think about it, right? Like they have these top end pieces and then they have kind of nothing in the middle 
and and you know they might make the playoffs, but they're not built for the playoffs. No, right? Yeah, you got Zabenishad, Kreider, and Panarin. Panarin. Yeah, and then Adam Fox and Truba. Yeah, because yeah. they that, they moved Bushnevich in the offseason, right? He's in St. Louis. Yeah, what the hell? How's he doing? By the way, I haven't. I I didn't see any of the St. Louis games so far. Um, How's Bushnevich doing? Preseason, he looks really good. They don't actually open their season until Saturday. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, their first game is on Saturday. So they're uh, we're still waiting, waiting for one of those. But uh, preseason, he looked good. So yeah. Well, I'm I mean, last year he 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 ended off on like a pretty solid note, right? Yeah, like, and he he's a big, strong, solid guy. So I yeah. think he'll complement that team well because they play a slower style of game for sure. He doesn't have to worry about running gun the way um, the Rangers play. So I mm-hmm. think he'll fit that system a lot nicer. Yeah, yeah, that St. Louis team, it's funny. Like, you look at different projections for the whole season, and every analyst has them projected different. Yeah. There is there is no consensus to whether or not that's going to be a good team or not. I know. it's it, it honestly depends on how that Robert Thomas line plays and if Tarasenko stays. Because right now they have Thomas and Tarasenko playing together, mm-hmm. and that's looked really nice. So if that works, then, then great. But if Tarasenko leaves, I think they're going to have a big gap to fill there. Do you think that that relationship between Tarasenko and the organization can be mended? Or do you think that it's beyond repair? I, I think it can be mended because I know, like, I've seen video and stuff of how much Tarasenko likes being in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think for a family-wise, I, I think you could see him staying there. Yeah. I mean, from an outside fan looking in, Tarasenko is one of the best Blues in history. Yeah. I mean, he he was part of the the, the core that led them to their Stanley Cup win. Right, yeah. the only one in history. You know, he's he's been he was drafted there. He's played his whole career there. He's developed there. He's broken records there. It, yeah. you know, it, he's inevitably going to have his number retired. Um, hopefully, whether he gets moved out of of St. Louis or not. But you know, I'd I'd like to see the guy stay. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. All right, let's see what else. Um, oh, hey, uh, did you see uh, Austin Matthews is going to be out for the first few games of the uh, of the Leaf season? I did that. Uh, that surgery for uh, jerking it a little too hard, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess. He hasn't made a full recovery <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to take her easy after you get surgery, but uh, I guess he didn't get the memo. <laughs> he's yeah. going to miss a few games because of it. Yeah, he's going to need a little time to recover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That guy will be back, though, and he'll start putting up the points, and then we'll have to complain about him by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised, though, that uh, the Leafs are doing okay without him, though. You know, there's other contributors on that team. And uh, Jack Campbell looks Pretty good. Yeah, he does. Nylander also looks good. Yeah. The problem with that team is they have so many weapons. Now that Campbell's starting to look like a a number one goalie, and they still have Peter Mrazek, so they have options in net, they're definitely going to be a dangerous regular season team. Again. (laughs) I love that caveat, regular season team. (laughs) Like, you got to (laughs) specify. Yeah, because they're getting bounced in the first round if they make the playoffs. So Yeah, they're going to play Tampa, Boston, or Florida. I would love to see them play Boston again, but <laughs> oh, that would be the icing on the cake. Just right. keep getting bounced by Boston. Yeah, I think everyone would want to see that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I think there's like almost a bigger culture of people hating the Leafs than there are Leaf fans. Like, I think so because you're either a Leaf fan or you hate the Leafs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. There's no in between. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like when I brought that up during the uh, the biggest goof of the week, I was hoping we could get into that a little bit more. But hey, for those of you that stuck around to this point, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Like the culture of hating the Leafs, it's it's wicked. I love it. I think it's so much fun. I think a lot of it to do is with people hating Leafs fans. Yeah, they're so yeah, obnoxious and and annoying at some points. That it's just yeah, they have a bad rep for sure. Yeah, you start hating the fans, so you just automatically hate the team, even if you've never <laughs> yeah. seen a game. Yeah, it's funny too because like this Leafs team is so different than they were ten years ago. Yep. But you know, ten years ago, if you would ask most people if they hate the Leafs, they'd say yes. Yep. They <laughs> still do. <laughs> yeah. I just think it's hilarious. But uh, anyway, we were talking about uh, Matthews. Yes. And two players that just I always have connected in my mind because they went one two in the draft are Matthews and Line. A. And I saw a picture of Line a, uh, in the media recently, and it was the way he showed up to a game this week. I, I think it was their yeah, it was their season opener against um, uh, the, the Coyotes, right? Yep. Have you seen the picture of him walking into the game? No, I have not. All right, well, I'm going to show you. And to our listeners, um, we'll post it on our story. So go check that out if you want to see the picture. If not, just uh, yeah, t- see if you can find it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god, absolute legend. <laughs> he looks like he's about to walk into the casino and just run the place. <laughs> yeah. It's my house now. Right? Like, what oh the my. hell are those glasses? <laughs> I don't know, but I <laughs> love it. <laughs> Oh my goodness. He looks like Cyclops from X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Line. Man, I hope he has a good year. He's, I mean, got- he's, he's in Columbus. I, I hope he just puts the work in because he could be such a good player. Yeah, he's got a great shot. He just doesn't he's have got the, the work shot. Ethic. He's got the potential. He just doesn't care. And now he's in Columbus. Yeah. He doesn't have Tortorella breathing down his throat. Yeah, I was actually surprised that Tortorella isn't back. Yeah, well, they uh, they signed uh, last year's assistant coach to mm-hmm. be the new head coach, so yeah. we'll see how that goes. The thing is, though, is like there's a lot of teams like this, and Columbus is one of them. You're not going to win a cup with the core you have, and the sooner you realize that, the sooner the rebuild can begin. Yep. Right? So Minnesota. <laughs> right? Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think Minnesota's in better shape than Columbus is, but still, like you gotta you gotta realize where you are, sell off the pieces you have when they're at their highest value, start you know getting those draft picks, getting those young players, and then uh, start developing. That's really what's most important. Is forget yeah. about trying to win games, develop your young players. Yeah, they don't really care about that because they can't get people to stay. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah, the idea is you know throw a C on Boone Jenner's jersey and that'll get people in the building. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I wonder how many people actually have a Boone Jenner jersey. You could probably count it on one hand. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. Out of the five fans that they have at a game, like maybe zero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And five of the five, or two of the five are right, even wearing jerseys at all. Yeah, exactly. And they're like Rick Nash jerseys yeah. <laughs> from the, like the early 2000s the when they still had the Hornet. <laughs> yeah, the rest of them were like, you know, I thought this was golf. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, uh, did you see that a few of uh, the rookies that made their NHL debuts, right? They actually scored in their first games. I did see a couple. Yeah, um, I think Bo- Bowen Byron was one of them. That was an absolute rocket of yeah, a shot. Yeah, you saw that, eh? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, I saw this guy playing with the Giants because he, he played his WHL with the, with the Vancouver Giants, right? Yep. And I remember seeing him play. Oh, my God. The guy just, he was he ran the ice. He's going to be a great player in the NHL. Man, and to think he's on Colorado where I they know, already have right? Kale McCarr. Oh, Sammy Gerrard. Sammy Gerrard. <laughs> and did you see uh, Eric Johnson? Uh, no, is? Jack Johnson. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What a goal. I mean, where the hell did that come I from? Know. <laughs> right? Like forehand, backhand, roof on yeah. the reigning Vesna Trophy winner. Oh, my God. Goodness, that was so nice, right? Yeah, I, I this team like if Darcy Kemper can stop two percent more shots than Philip Grubauer did, they win the cup. Oh, absolutely. He he only has to be a little bit better than Grubauer, and they win the cup. Yeah, and they become a dynasty. He, like, just, he just has to be good. Yeah, he doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good. Yeah, and you know I can see this team making like a deadline deal to pick up some player that just needs a new change of scenery. Honestly, Phil Kessel comes to mind. Oh he's my! Sti- he's goodness. still good, yeah. right? He's cu- he's on an expiring contract Put him on the third line or something. Exactly, like just kind of bolster Kadri. your roster. Throw. Yeah. Oh my God! Can you imagine Nazem Kadri <laughs> and Phil Kessel back together? Leaf fans would shit their pants. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> could you see? Could you imagine Nazem or Phil Kessel handing off the Stanley Cup to Nazem Kadri? <laughs> <laughs> God, that would be so awesome. I'd love to see that. <laughs> oh, yes. yes I want to see someone Photoshop that like, yeah. right now. I, put that together. <laughs> All right, Marcus, when you listen yeah. to this, get that on the, uh, yeah. the Instagram. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but no, Byram looks phenomenal. Yeah. He looks so good. Yeah, and I mean, he's got one of the best defensemen in the NHL playing with him too in Kale McCarr. Yeah. It's just that team is disgusting. So if, if they can... And they're young. Exactly. Like they're not old. If they can figure out their contracts well, this team, seriously, they could be a dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, a few other rookies that uh, scored in their NHL debuts. Mason McTavish. Not a lot of people even thought he was going to be playing in the game, let alone comes out, pots one, in looked, a pretty convincing victory yeah. over... I'd say the worst team in the NHL. (laughs) Worst goalie. Yeah, worst goalie. Maybe second worst. Worst jerseys. But, yeah, Yeah. no, he looked good. And another person on the Anaheim Ducks that looked really good was Jamie Drysdale. Yeah. Yeah. He looked solid out there, too. They had uh, had a lot of young guys playing. Yeah. Hey, did you see if Zegers was playing? 
Yeah, Zegers did play. He uh, he had a couple shots on goal. He, yeah. he looked pretty good out there. Yeah, Not, nothing special, but uh, for a first game, he he yeah. looked pretty solid. Yeah, I mean, you just pop those names out, and it's like, damn, this team is building. They're quietly yeah. building into a pretty good looking team. Oh yeah, and they still have those veteran leaders. Yeah, like Gibson and Nett. I keep and saying Gibson is such a good goalie. I keep saying, man, he's gonna be a good goalie for a lot of years to come. Oh yeah, and then they they even have Troy Terry, who was in the right. Yeah, the American kid. Like, yeah. I think he started, like, his first year was last year. Yeah, yeah. Sam Steele's down there, too. Sam Steele. They got so many good young guys. Yeah, and they even, they brought in Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, that's this right. This year, so. Yeah. I don't really, I, oh, did he? Yep. Yeah. I don't really love the contract, I'll be honest. It no. seems a little bit much for, for what he is. But, um, you know, yeah. I mean, they're they're building a pretty decent team down there. And I think that's another thing, like, a lot of people are writing them off for this year because they were bad last year and whatever. But, like, they're going to be one of those teams where they're going to be bad for a few years and then they're just going to be good. <laughs> they're just going to turn it on. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very scary to see in that Pacific division. Cause you're going to have Anaheim. That's going to be really good. And you're going to have LA. That's going to be really good. And I think they're going to be, they're going to reach their peaks at the same time yep. again. And man, those, those Southern California battles are just wicked. And then you're going to have San Jose. It's going to be really bad <laughs> forever. Yeah. Like, and I know I brought this up a few weeks ago, but I got to bring it up again. Anyone who thinks that San Jose is bad now, so they're going to be good in a few years. No, all of their players that are bad right now are signed until the end of time. Like Burns, Carlson and Couture are there for years. Oh, forever. Yeah. And they're like high money for yep. years. And their goaltending is garbage and they have no goalie prospects. So they're, they're just in trouble and yeah. they got a Vander Kane. Yeah. And they have to deal with a Vander Kane. So like, and, and his contract. Yeah. So if you're a San Jose Sharks fan, just please keep that in mind when we're talking about how Anaheim and the Kings are like slowly turning around and they're going to be better. Oh, uh, and the, uh, the, the other rookie that scored, uh, Hendricks Lapierre with the, uh, he plays for the Capitals. It was a nice goal. Oh, you saw it. I did see it. Okay. Yeah. It I, nice I, I didn't see it. I just saw the stat line. Yeah, no, it was a nice goal, and then after he scored, he was laying on the ground behind the what? net because he, he kind of was falling as he shot. Okay. And Oshie dropped his gloves and went behind the net and no literally way. picked him up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man, so that's the funny. best way to do it. Yeah, it was so nice, but, I mean, Oshie was so pumped. Yeah, oh, yeah, like, how could you not be? Rookie it, cracks the squad, yeah. scores in his first, come on. It was unreal. It's, yeah. it, it's great to see these young players scoring. Yeah. And making an impact on their team right away, and yeah, just the uh, excitement from their teammates as well. It's just it's unreal. Yeah, there's there's so many young guys cracking rosters now. I love it. You yeah, know? I love seeing kind of like this. I don't want to call it a new wave of players in the NHL, but it kind of is. You know, you see them, you watch the draft, you see their names come down, you see them go to these teams, and then you don't see them for a while. And then when they come into the NHL, it's really cool. Yeah, and for oh, some yeah. of them, like Mason McTavish, right, the turnaround's pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but for a lot of them, you know, they go away for a while, they develop, and then they come into the NHL, and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. You know, it's great. Yeah, It's like, who? wait, where did this guy come from? Yeah. Actually, that reminds me of a player that that kind of happened with, Ellie Tolvanen. Yep. He actually scored in uh, in the Preds' debut. They played against uh, the Seattle Kraken on Thursday night. He scored the, the first goal for the Preds. First goal of the game, too. That contract's looking pretty good. <laughs> right? I mean, I love the kid. Like, I, I don't see how he has a bad year. I mean, he could obviously have a rough year, but he's not going to underperform on the contract he's on unless he doesn't play <laughs> and he's playing and scoring. Anyway, that's the last note on the Preds. I wanted to bring that up because I was really excited when I saw that, but yeah. All right, I guess it's probably time. We should probably jump into the inbox and answer a question or two. We got one here. A listener is asking, uh, Garland, in his debut, what is our take on him? He looked pretty good. He, he didn't really stand out or do anything like extremely special. Mm -hmm. But I've seen him doing a lot of 360s, like the spinoramas <laughs> that you do in NHL. Yeah, a little yep. L2 action. <laughs> yep. On one shift, Garland did three of them. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, best way to get away from a so, defender. Yeah. <laughs> Throw no, a spinorama. It, uh, <laughs> no, Mason he, Raymond action. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, he looks good. He um, definitely can see he's got a lot of skill and a lot of a lot of potential once yeah. he gets some chemistry going with, with the guys. Yeah. I, I just don't know if he's as much of a like first line presence as a lot of Canucks are hoping he'll be. I think they need to kind of lower the bar for him because I don't think he's as good as they think he is. He's a, he's a, he's a solid second liner um, or a really good third liner, but he's nowhere near what I think a lot of people thought he might be coming into Vancouver because I think a lot of people thought, Oh, in Arizona, he's not playing with good players. You know, he's getting ice time, but he's not getting opportunities and here he might get those opportunities. But again, 
He's probably not a first liner. So the expectations there need to be brought down just a little bit. Yeah, the hype the hype was pretty insane around him. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're getting OEL, but we're getting Garland. We're getting yeah, Garland. Exactly. Right. It was we're taking on OEL, yeah. but we're getting Garland. So like this guy has so much pressure on him to be a really good player. And so hopefully he can um he can, you know, fulfill some of those expectations. But I'd be kind of surprised if he's anything more than like a 15 goal score, 20 goal score, maybe. Yeah. And even that's a lot. Well, that would, hey, if he's going to get 15, 20 goals, I'm happy with that. Yeah. So I think that's the expectation, though, from, yeah. from, from, from player, a lot of fans, anyway. For sure. For sure. Anyway, um, we're actually getting pretty close to the end of the show here. So um, I think without further ado, it's time. And I don't have Marcus with me here this week to do this. It's kind of sad. Oh, yes, you do. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's right. You thought you could get rid of me that easy? You're out of your damn mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, Marcus, you're just in time because it's just about time for Tyler's Tyler surprise, surprise headline. headline. <laughs> All right, man. I can't believe it's already okay. the end of the show. This show feels like it flew by. It did. We've yeah, just especially been... for me. <laughs> <laughs> we just been talking forever. Yeah. You've gone for half the show. Yeah. I've never I've never heard my voice so much. It's so weird not having <laughs> you in studio, Marcus. All right. Take it away, Marcus. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It might make you join a search party looking for yourself. It's Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, this one's this one's not as funny. It's it's just a weird story. We're gonna a change weird it up a little story. Bit. Yeah, it's uh, an interesting thing that kind of happened. Okay, so it's more like Tyler surprise anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. it, it happened in Golden, BC. Oh, okay. So, oh. so it's like all right. almost localish. <laughs> that that's local. That's yeah, local. all right. That's not local. <laughs> it's yep, Golden it is. is in the Rockies. How is that local? in the province in BC. <laughs> oh, fuck. bc woman awakes to a hole in her roof and a meteor on her pillow what? yeah literally a meteor fell through her roof landed on the pillow right next to her while she was sleeping and she didn't die and she did shit. not die <laughs> you imagine waking up and there's a thing from outer space in your bed <laughs> you know i'm thinking that, just sounds like, that sounds like a bad hentai <laughs> jesus <laughs> do, you, do you guys uh did you guys hear about um how richard branson he's the guy that owns like virgin right he mm-hmm. started he started doing like uh like flights to outer space you guys hear yeah about i that? heard something about yeah. that, but not much and one of the people that went i'm pretty sure it was like william shatner <laughs> yeah so I was thinking maybe William Shatner threw a rock out the window and it flew through this lady's roof. <laughs> I feel like they probably didn't open the window while they were in space. <laughs> I would hope not, but you never yeah. know. I was thinking maybe on the way up, but yeah, well, probably not. Yeah, maybe on the way down. <laughs> on the way down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brought, brought a getting, rock back. Get a little <laughs> stuffy in here. Let's yeah. all crack a window. Yeah, let me Let's just, crack a window. Yeah. Let me just throw this rock out the window. <laughs> Let's unleash the vacuum of space so I can throw a pebble out the window. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's awful. I'm just surprised. Like, that's probably the closest I've ever heard of someone coming like that close to a meteorite. Yeah. Usually they land in like the woods. <laughs> yeah, no, this thing straight up right next to her head. Jeez, does it see how big it is? It's Oh, it's like a little geode. Yeah, little, it, little. It's, it's probably about, I don't know. Like a baseball, maybe. No, I would say it's bigger than a baseball. I would say more like a, almost a volleyball. You think that's, a, oh, okay. That's considerably a bigger than a baseball-sized rock <laughs> fell from space, landed on her pillow, and didn't kill her. <laughs> that's a big pillow. It's one of those memory foam things. Yeah. yeah. Sleep, oh sleep country God. better be sending her a new bed. Yeah, it didn't bounce either. It just hit the pillow and sunk into the bed. <laughs> yeah, new fake sponsors. Sleep country Canada. Yeah. Best pillow you'll ever Yeah, get. protect you from space rocks to the head. Can absorb a meteor impact. 
<laughs> Won't even lose its shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. My goodness. Okay, boys, I got to let you wrap up the episode. My class is starting here. Uh, hope that all went well. Uh, have a good one, okay, boys? All right. Good all luck. right. Good luck on your test. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Anytime, boys. <laughs> uh, have me on again sometime soon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Bye. All right. See you, boys. Bye. All right. Well, uh, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. It's so much nicer being able to talk. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding, Marcus. We miss you. (laughs) If you want to get involved with the podcast, please follow us on Instagram at the Vancouver boys. Uh, You can follow us on Twitch where we stream hopefully every Wednesday night and uh, we do some Friday nights as well. Our stream schedule is still kind of being ironed out, but uh, follow us on Twitch and you'll get the notifications for that. Um, It's a lot of fun over there though. And you can subscribe now on Twitch because we are affiliate partners. That's right. Yeah. We're affiliate partners on Twitch. We have have one subscriber so far <laughs> <laughs> well we we literally just got this yep. this this uh, what do you even call it achievement par- partnership <laughs> partnership yeah Affiliate whatever partnership so yeah we're gonna uh we're gonna start a uh nhl 22 uh campaign we're gonna play hut we got some packs we got some we gotta figure out what team we're gonna pick but anyway yeah. that's gonna be a we're lot of fun so we're gonna some start online that. Some online against you guys. Yeah, so if you guys want to play us, uh, DM us again on Instagram. Send us a DM, and we'll set up some some matches, and we'll we'll stream that on Twitch. It's usually a lot of fun, so come swing by. Say, hey, let us know um, what you want us to uh, to play. But, yeah, I think we're going to start with uh, some hut. Anyway, uh, yeah, if you uh, want to contact us for any serious business inquiries, you can always email us at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. All right, I guess that puts a cap. Oh, hey, look, Marcus has come back into the room <laughs> mysteriously. Jesus, where did wow, you come from? Marcus, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>